This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pandorus coming out once again, riding old Dan. Come on, blaze the trail. We're blazing the trail, old Dan. Come on, we got to get busy. Uh, the, the briars and the brambles is about to overtake the country. Our religious world is being swamped with uh, error. And uh, the old Trailblazers out there trying to cut away and hack away at all those things. And uh, bring the gospel, bring the truth as it is in Christ Jesus. So we're happy to be back on the radio at this time. We're still looking at our subject on uh, divine healing, true and false. And in our last study, we begin to look there at the gospel. We didn't want to leave this study. It's the end of our, it's the last section of our message. And in our last study, I made you this offer. If you'd like to have a copy of the uh, divine healing, true and false by Pastor L.R. Shelton, where we get much of our information, much of our notes, uh, we'd be glad to do that for you. We'll put it together and mail it to you free and postpaid. If you write us, we'll do that. It's about uh, 75 pages long. It'll take us a little while to get it done. And uh, you write me. Let me hear from you. You want to hear You want to read? Go back and take a little longer look at what we say. And much of it you'll find in this in this book. And we're not ashamed to uh, glean from his his teachings and others. We, we do that same thing with great old commentators. Matthew Henry is a great one. If we're looking today, uh, we saw in our last study, I asked a question. What is salvation? What does salvation mean to you, my friend? You out there on the farm somewhere, maybe up there in the old 18-wheeler, out there on the on the strawberry patch picking strawberries somewhere, or maybe you out there uh, in uh, around Grand Canyon somewhere, and in, uh, in, uh, in, out in the Golden West, up there in Sacramento, California, wherever you are, what does salvation mean to you? Does it mean getting up on Sunday morning, going to church, and hearing a little Bible school, a little study? Come on back home, live like the world, rest of your life, rest of your week. Does that, that what salvation means? Is Christ real to your heart? Is it? Is it? The greatest tragedy that we face today in our religious world is that salvation does not mean anything to folks. Christ is not real. No. We have a little booklet here by Pastor Shelton on the reality of Christ. You write me, I'll send you a copy of it free and postpaid. But what is salvation? It means deliverance. Deliverance from what? From that old, old life. It means uh, preservation. And it, it, it gathers together all the redemptive acts and processes of God saving a sinner. Now listen, we find there in salvation, forgiveness of sin. Every individual who is ever saved has been forgiven of his old sin. That's right. That's right. They're gone. My sins are gone. We got that song. I may try to pull it out and play it for you next time. Then there's a imputation of righteousness. You have no righteousness. No sinner ever born ever has had any righteousness of his own. But the Lord imputes righteousness unto us. The only righteousness that you have, if you have any or I have any, has been imputed. It comes from Christ. Then there's justification. We've been justified. We just as if we had never sinned. Then there's redemption. We've been redeemed, bought back like a pawn shop. You go there and pawn a, a guitar, and next week you go back and redeem it. You pay for it and get it back. The Lord has redeemed you and me. If you're saved, then there's propitiation. Then there's sanctification, glorification. And I tell you folks here, I tell my congregation, I tell my radio audience, Wherever I go, I just conducted a funeral for a great friend of mine, and I made this statement to a house standing room only. The greatest thing in this life is to be saved, not to have 
uh, a large 401k somewhere, not to have a penthouse up on a, a luxury hotel in New York City, not to have a yacht 150 foot long tied up somewhere in the Bahamas. Those things may be all right, but that's not the greatest thing. But the greatest thing is to be saved, redeemed by the blood, redeemed by the blood. Did you know the only way to get saved is by the blood? That's right. If there's no blood, it's no blood. You know we have a bloodless religion now? Do you know how we have a bloodless religion in this world today? Let me tell you just what is a, what is a, a common thing that we see today in, in the average church. We have a church. Some folks come there. Uh, the uh, pastor gives an invitation to join that church. He, he says, anyone wants to be saved, come on down the aisle, shake my hand, and uh, you're saved. We'll baptize you next week. Now, they call that salvation, my friend. But that's not salvation. That's just a worldly, uh, something that's been palmed off on us. You know what salvation means? It means you've been delivered, delivered from sin, delivered from your old natural life, your old total depravity. Have you ever seen yourself lost? I made this statement at the funeral. Most of the folks there had never heard me before. They don't know me. But I made this statement that if you've never seen yourself as a lost sinner to some degree, some degree or other, that's not my business, but to some degree, whether it's much or little, to convince you that you have no righteousness of your own, if you've never seen that, you're not saved because no sinner ever comes to Christ until he sees himself needy, needy. The Bible says, Christ came to call, not to call the righteous. He came to call sinners. He said, the physician, you, you, the well person doesn't need a physician, but the, they, they who are sick. But my friend, listen, listen. The gospel of Christ is the good news, is the good news. You ever heard the good news? That fellow came down the aisle, maybe someone asked him to, and he shook that preacher's hand, and he goes back home thinking he's saved. My friend, that's error. That's the error that we're refuting day by day. That's not salvation. That's not salvation. What is salvation? Being delivered from our sins. Being washed in the blood of Christ. Oh, but my friend, listen. It's good news that Christ died for a guilty sinner. Did you know Christ didn't die for you if you're not guilty? I know that's a play on words. I know that. But if you ever see yourself guilty, then you'll begin to cry unto the Lord. Lord, save me. Lord, save me. You remember the story of the man who had a hundred sheep, and he went out there at dark, counted them, and let them all in the lot. And as he came in, he counted them. And he said, Lo, I only got 99. And he went back in the house and told his wife, he said, I'm missing, I'm missing one sheep. And he got out his old lantern and his uh, slicker and maybe his rubber boots, I'm not sure. And he went off in the pasture, down the hill and up the hill, looking for that lost sheep, looking for that one that didn't come in. Could have been a, a, a varmint, got him back there, a wolf or something. He didn't know. He wasn't sure. But as he walked around those hills, looking in the gullies and all, after a while he heard, bah, bah, bah. He knew then that he was still alive. And he knew that he couldn't come, that he was caught up in the thicket. He couldn't come. How does the Lord know that you you can't come? Have you ever cried out to the Lord? Lord, save me. Lord, save me. 
I told my folks in the last service, I said the only prayer that a sinner needs to pray is, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, don't, don't show me my, myself anymore. Don't, don't, don't do those things. Don't convict me of my sin any further. Don't do that. Lord, just save me. Just save me, Lord. Bring me on to you. Give me grace just to trust you. You know what salvation is, my friend? Surely it's a deliverance, but it's uh, trusting the Lord. Just clinging to the Lord. Just clinging to him. Once the Lord saves you, you'll never look anywhere else. Salvation, gospel, means nothing to an individual who's not guilty. If you're not sinful, you don't care about the Lord. If you're not, if you're not guilty of any crime or any sin, then you, need, you, don't need, you don't need any help. No, no. But the gospel is good news to a lost, lost sinner. And Satan has done everything in his power to confuse the minds of individuals regarding the salvation of their soul by blood redemption in Christ. That's why I tell you oftentimes that much of what we hear today, especially along these lines of divine healing and demon possession, is of Satan. It's not that the healing is of Satan, is of Satan. no, because the Lord heals those he chooses to. But my friend, the error is all that we hear today. All that we hear today, most of what we hear today by these so-called evangelists and charismatic preachers, if you get to talk to one of them, would you ask them how the Lord saved you? Just say, Pastor, Pastor, Mr. Mr. Evangelist, would you tell me how the Lord saved you? Would you just take five minutes and tell me how the Lord saved you? When the Lord saved you and how he saved you and what do you base your salvation upon? Would you do that? I challenge you to do it. Then you folks who go to church on Sunday, when you come out on Sunday after the 11 o'clock service and the pastor comes stand back by the back door oftentimes, when you come out and shake hands with him, would you just ask him kindly, say, Pastor, would you take a Sunday morning service before long and tell us how the Lord saved you? Tell us where the Lord found you and how he brought you unto the Lord. Would you do that, Pastor? We appreciate it. The old trailblazer said he does that occasionally in his, in, in his congregation. And then another thing uh, that you might ask him is, would he pray for the old trailblazer? Pastor, would you pray for the old trailblazer? He, he's, he's kind of a nutty old kook, but he asked that we pray for him in our prayer services. I hope you have prayer service in your church on Sunday, Sunday afternoon before the evening service. Maybe other time we have prayer service here. Men get together on Saturday and women get together on Saturday in different places. And they pray, and they pray for me, and they pray for this ministry, and they pray that the Lord will take something home to hearts out there who hear the old trailblazer. And they pray for the finances of this work, and the Lord graciously supplies. My friend, you, the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Did you know that? You, you, you need more grace. You can ask for it. Oh, well, listen, listen. There's only one way for a sinner to be saved, and that's by the substitutionary death of Christ. Do you know anything about that? Christ took our place. What is substitution? Someone taking your place. The, the, the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross so that I didn't have to hang there. He shed his blood that I didn't have to shed my blood. But listen, it means that Christ died on the cross. He rose again the third day for our justification. And then he ascended back to the right hand of the Father as our righteousness, as our head, as our intercessor. Did you know the Lord is interceding for every born-again believer? Surely, surely we sin. 
Folks tell me, oh, I don't sin. I had a lady tell me, I haven't sinned in 40 years. I said, well, what about the 20 years before that? She was about 60 years old. She didn't know what to say. It means nothing to an individual who is not sinful uh, to know that he has a substitute. What good does that do? I know, my friend, that substitution, substitutionary doctrine is scoffed at, laughed at, ridiculed. But listen, that's God's way of saving a sinner. The Lord has only one way to save a sinner. Not two ways, not three or four ways. Not keeping the law, not doing a novena, not, not, not kissing the Pope's toe. None of those things has anything to do. Not selling the farm and sending the money to somewhere, no. None of that has anything to do with salvation. It's trusting the Lord. Seeing him as our substitute and then pleading the blood. Have you ever pled the blood? Have you ever said, Lord, wash me in the blood. Lord, cleanse me. Cleanse me. I'm so filthy. My sins are so dreadful. Lord, save me. Would you do that? The Lord will save you. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy labor, and I'll give you rest. That rest means rest from all that sinful nature. But this is the old trailblazer. We're going on day by day, and uh, I wish you would pray for me, remember me in your prayers, and uh, help me with the broadcast, if you will. And, uh, and if you would, write me and let me know if you want to help me with that. But remember, my mailing address, the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. And you can find a lot of information there about the old Trailblazer and about the broadcast schedule and all of those things. Goodbye and God bless you.